friends and listeners this is Aaron Odom from Trident Theater in Sheridan Wyoming coming to you with a new format a new type of episode that won't take a lot of your time and I appreciate you sticking around for everything we've done so far and hopefully you'll enjoy these little mini-sodes as I have them coming out every uh, little while I have no idea how regularly I'll put these out but just enjoy them as they will I'm gonna call these theater horror stories dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I think I can add some voice effect to that. Maybe we'll we'll do that in post. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for my very first one here, I have uh, the guest on episode twenty six, uh, John Dennis's Thunder, who uh, provided so much wonderful laughter and so much uh, fantastic insight, and was very happy to return and talk to us about her particular theater horror story, or at least one that came to mind. My friends and listeners, coming back to Euripides Humanities and its minisodes, Lisa Vertel. Hello again, Lisa. Hello. No, that was terrifying. Hello. (laughs) So, Lisa, I brought this concept up to you. I said, hey, live theater is exactly that. It's live. So the unexpected always can occur. (laughs) (laughs) And we all, as theater artists, whether it's backstage, uh, on stage, in the booth, in the box office, in the producer studio, we've all had horrible things come up and happen. I mean, if you listen to the regular episodes of Euripides Humanities, you can hear a lot of theater horror stories that have happened to other people. And we can sit back and listen to them and chew our popcorn and just be like, that sounded awful. (laughs) You hear those things and you're like, why do we keep coming back? (laughs) We are sadomasochists. Um, (laughs) So I'll go ahead and start with mine that uh, I don't know if I, like, am I gonna have to do this every single time? Maybe I'll just put one out. Anyway, my big show in high school that convinced me to go on and be a theater performer, specifically uh, uh, choosing theater performance as my major was Nevermore. And I think it's by Julian Wiles. But anyway, it's about the last five days of Edgar Allan Poe's life where he went missing. And I think it was in Baltimore. He disappeared and five days later showed up in New York or maybe it was the other way around. Anyways, muttering like an idiot, never came to his senses and died like two days later. Anyway, yeah. So this play suggests that his writings have come back to haunt him. And they may be taking a corporeal form, but we don't know. It's just Poe kind of going through his madness. And one of the characters that shows up is Annabelle Lee. Classic love poem to Annabelle Lee. They were great love and she died. And oh, so sad. (laughs) Um, So at the end of the first act, he is really facing this. And you can hear the raven cawing everywhere. And it's just taunting him over and over again. And he's on this beach and he's like, 
I don't know where you are, and I, I don't know what my sanity is anymore. Were you there, or was it just another dream within a dream, or something like that? And then the raven calls, lights go black. I have poured my heart and soul into chewing the scenery as much as I can on this thing. And, <laughs> and there are people out in the house who, like, through the, through the monologue, there were some kind of, like, titters of laughter and i'm like okay so maybe it's it's nervous laughter because i'm really pouring myself into it and they're like geez odom's hamming it up right <laughs> so i get down off the stage and the director puts his arm around me and he says okay everybody take 15 we're gonna come back at 15 and he pulls me aside he's like god Aaron, that was really really something like you keep doing that that way like that's that's where you're going to find people I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank you. And he said, but next time you do it and throughout the rest of the performance, make sure your fly is zipped. Oh, oh no. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's like Victorian clothing or Edwardian clothing. So I have this vest and this great white shirt that I'm sure the shirt tail was just poking right out the, the zipper. Uh, <laughs> I mean, better a shirt tail than something else, but oh my right. God. Yep, yep. And, you know, I, it was... It was final dress, so I'm not that terrified. But still, I always check my fly before going on stage. <laughs> that's, oh, that's spectacular. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? Okay. I love well, that. What do you got for me, Lisa? You, you said you had one that, like, went to the, some upper echelons of a certain theater or something. Yeah, like so this, um, I, I mean, I have a million of them that happened to me personally, but I was uh, in a production of Private Lives mm. and the theater, we were, our production got delayed because they had to do some emergency construction on the theater space. Oh, okay. The reason this happened is because uh, it was in an old movie house and there were no mm. restrooms because, you know, the, the stage space was the old proscenium and the, like the actor dressing rooms, I'm doing quote unquote marks, dressing rooms. <laughs> were sort of like curtained off in the very back and there were no bathrooms and so they had a porta oh. potty set up <laughs> in the alley behind the theater so I one of this. the actors goes he has like you know a long enough scene where he can run out and you know take care of business real quick he goes out he does not come back he misses his <clears> cue <throat> they try to vamp for a while and then like it's evident that he's not coming and they the stage manager stopped the show. They go out there and he had gotten mugged. In oh my. Alley. And that's why he didn't, he was lying on the ground bleeding. And that's why he missed his cue. Oh. So they ended up, they ended up pushing our production back so they could actually construct some bathrooms <laughs> backstage. And I'm like, I mean, that's absolutely horrific. I appreciate that guy taking one for the team because that would Oh, no. I mean, and I've missed some cues for some really shady, shady reasons, but never once because I got mugged outside of a porta potty in an alley. Oh, my God. Oh, and you know that there was a meeting that happened like the next day. They're like, well, so-and-so got attacked. So what are we going to do? You know, um... Maybe we should take some money out of the budget and do those bathrooms finally. I don't, I don't know. Go through the things we, I I mean, you know, I'm, I'm kind of out of those kind of shows now, but God, you know, we've been through so many where it's like, well, Uh, you have one chance to go to the bathroom before we open the house and then, you know, Godspeed. (laughs) 
right? right. And find your you. window, as it were. Oh my God, that's that's fantastic. it. Oh, ah, well, that was truly a theater horror story. And I, <laughs> did did that guy continue acting after that? <laughs> I never found out if he even like if they even finished the run of the show. I think he. Uh, from what I heard, you know, had to go to the hospital and stuff. So I don't know if he like. Missed oh, okay, the show. okay. So it wasn't like in. Uh, that's right, because it was your you're the follow up production after that. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. But that's Jeez. why my show is delayed because he had the audacity <laughs> to get mugged in the alley. I just can't wait to get some lovely mail from that gentleman. It's like you don't have the right to tell that story. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lisa. Thank you for that. That was an amazing horror story. And for my friends and listeners, we will see you in our next episode. Ta-ta!